and welcome to Shop Talk, the real estate show. I'm John Forche, and on this episode, I talk with Jim Rimley. Jim is a Real Trends 500 broker, speaker, author, and consultant. He's been in real estate since the age of 19 and is ranked in the top 1% of realtors nationwide. So, Jim, thanks for joining me. Hey, I'm super excited to be here. Thank you so much for the invitation. Yeah, absolutely. How'd you get into real estate, Jim? So, uh, quick story. I was in, in college at the time. I was 19 years old. I was working at full-time at a lumber mill. I was working graveyard and going to college during the day. My buddy said, I got, I got a better solution for both of us. And I said, what is it? He said, we should get in real estate. I said, great, let's do it. So I studied, I uh, got my test. I passed my test. He dropped out of, of the <laughs> real estate studies. So on the way back from passing the real estate exam, I pulled off the side of the road at the first real estate office I came by, which was happened to be a C21 office. I walked in the door and I said, are you guys hiring? And they said, you're in luck. We are hiring. I said, fantastic. <laughs> so <laughs> I uh, went back to the mill. I quit my job. I went to the administrator's office of the college. I said, I'm dropping out. I'm going into real estate. They tried to talk me out of it. I'm like, nope, that's what I'm doing. Uh, so that's, that's how I got into the business. Um, but I always tell agents that, you know, my first six months was very tough. I, I didn't have immediate success. It wasn't yeah. like I just jumped in, was like this all-star. I, I struggled. And so the secret to my success was though, I became a sponge of information. I asked tons of questions. I read tons and tons of books. I listened to, we didn't have podcasts back then, but I did go to seminars. I went to webinars, not webinars, seminars. Mm-hmm. And I listened to tapes back then they were on tape. Uh, and I talked to a lot of top producers. So I went to lunch, coffee, dinner, drinks with top producers. And I was just like always asking questions. After that first six months, things started to turn for me. Within 12 months of uh, that, I took 150 listings and I got listed in the top 1% of agents nationwide. Wow. Uh, and then about four years later, I was 23, 24 at the time, I opened my first company, a real estate company, me and another guy. It wasn't like <laughs> a grand exodus from my other company. <laughs> I, could, I talked one other guy to come in with me. And uh, we opened a, a, a company and then uh, we grew that over 15 years to 17 offices. We're the largest independent company in Oregon at one time. Sold it in 06, and then I uh, took a couple of years. I taught for National Association of Realtors. I still speak today. Uh, but then I got talked into running another company down in Southern Oregon, so down in Medford Ashland Market. Now we're on track to do a billion dollars in sales this year uh, with about 160 brokers. So things are good. <laughs> Sounds like it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you are actually so, not the first person I've interviewed who uh, was going to get into real estate with somebody else and then they dropped out. They bailed but, out. But right? you kept going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting that that's a path into it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so how long were you at C21 once you joined them? So I was with C21 for five years. I was what's called a centurion uh, back then. Um, they probably still have centurions. I just inter- I did a podcast with another C21 agent recently and we were talking about now they've upgraded. They used to have a yellow coat that was more kind of mustard yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were talking about the mustard yellow coat. Uh, and I, I told those guys, you know, hey, listen, man, I was so proud of that coat when I finally was able to afford to buy it. I, I remember the day it came in the mail and I opened that thing and I put it on and I never took it off. I just wore that <laughs> thing all the time. <laughs> so when people talk about logo clothing today, for new agents that are watching, wear logo clothing, man. Wear the logos, <laughs> wear your name badge. Because it's a conversation starter. It's a conversation yeah. opener. And I would get so many people talking to me about real estate because of that yellow coat. And I loved it. You'd be easy to find for sure. Easy to find. I could pick <laughs> yeah. me up. 
<laughs> years later, it was a kind of a funny story. I did a lot of farming, uh, geo farming. So I would knock on doors and I would, you know, do just listed campaigns. Years later, one an agent came to work for me, Tammy Moore, and if she's watching, and Tammy said that uh, she used to see me walking in her neighborhood and she would hide <laughs> and answer the door. I said, well, how'd you know it was me? Uh, she was a realtor. She says, well, you were wearing a yellow coat. How could you miss it? <laughs> That's pretty funny. Could see you from a mile away. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> so did, did you feel at a disadvantage when you first got started being so young? You know, that's an interesting question. I, yes, I did. I was, uh, back then I kind of have a, I had a baby face, not today, <laughs> but back then I looked really young, full head of hair, you know, super good looking guy back then and, <laughs> and no glasses. Um, but what I did, and some people say, how would you be able to take 150 listings when you're 20 years old? I mean, yeah. how does that happen? Right. Because, um, that seems like people wouldn't trust you or there'd be like mm-hmm. a lack of confidence in you. And I, my, my approach with sellers would be, to just be really authentic and really honest with them in my conversation. So I would say, listen, obviously I'm a new agent. I just put it out on the table. I'm a new agent. Yeah. I just got in the business about 12 months ago or six months ago. Let me tell you why you should use me as opposed to anyone else you're interviewing. Can I share that with you? Why I think you should use me? And they'd say, yeah, they want to hear it. Right. They want to yeah. know. And I'd say, I'll tell you why, because I'm first of all, I'm young, I'm hungry, I'm enthusiastic. I will work 24 seven for you. I will answer every call you make to me. I am a sponge of information and I will not stop until I get your property sold. A lot of experienced agents that might have 20, 30, 40 other listings they're working on are not, not going to give you the same level of, you know, 100% focus that I am. I'm here and I'm going to work super, super hard for you. You give me a chance. I promise I won't let you down. Every single time I would have that conversation, people would list with me. And the reason they list with you is because you've been super transparent and you've been super authentic. You're not trying to be somebody you're not. Yeah. You're not trying to pretend that you have experience or pretend something or give them some kind of weird objection handler. You're just being really authentic. And then what would happen is they kind of adopt you and they're like, I want this kid to succeed. I, because I, I want you to win. I want you to sell this ass. I want to be a part of your success. And what happens is if you deliver on your promise and you're like, you deliver that exceptional service, they become such a cheerleader and such a raving fan. They look at you like as their son or their daughter or their mm-hmm. grandson or their granddaughter. And they talk about you to everyone because you've done such a great job. And they actually root for you as, a, as an agent. So actually being young, a young person in this business can be a super advantage. I think I would rather be young than experienced, honestly, because yeah. people root for you. Well, it sounds like you used it to your advantage. I mean, you, you, you just said, you know, I'm hungry. I, I'm young. I'm going to do what it takes. That's right. I always tell agents there's a weakness in every strength and a strength in every weakness, you know, and the way you look at that is you say, you know, my weakness is I'm inexperienced. My weakness is I'm young, but what's the strength in that? The strength is you're hungry, you're aggressive, you're going to get things done. So look for the weak, uh, the strength in every weakness. Yeah. That's great advice. Yeah. So you mentioned that you're close to closing a billion dollars in sales. Yeah. How how have you done that? What's your secret? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Secrets. Well, my, my company, uh, has, we're fortunate to be in one of the, we're, we'll call the real trend spot, top 500 company. What that yeah. means is that we're one of the top 500 companies in America and we're in a small town. I mean, we're in Medford, Oregon, population base of 80,000. Mm-hmm. And so what that means is we're competing with companies in LA and New York and Boston and Chicago, but we're still in that group of, of a top 500 company. So our average agent production is about six to $7 million per agent. And people ask me all the time, how do you help agents get to that level of production. Yeah. We have agents doing 60 million. We have agents doing a hundred million. 
we have agents doing less, but the overall is that number, right? And the way that we do it is we do uh, really good goal setting, number one. You gotta have goals, you can't hit a target you don't have. But that's where most agents stop. And so with a brand new agent, they'll be told that you gotta set goals. So they'll say, yeah, okay, here's my goal. I wanna do five million or three million my first year. That's not where it stops. Where it stops is you gotta go beyond that and get super granular. And what I mean by granular is I'm gonna take it to the month, I'm gonna take it to the week, I'm gonna take it to the day. So on a daily basis, I have to know specifically what I need to do every day to hit that big number. So with my agents, they know on a daily basis how many calls they gotta make, how many appointments they gotta set. They are super granular at that level. That's how you unlock true success. Is if you take two agents, two brand new agents, and I know a lot of your listeners are gonna be relatively new, mm -hmm. is, uh, and I'll, I'll give you some, some names here. Let's say Joseph is one new agent and Luke is another new agent. Okay. Both sa same education, same uh, background, roughly same training. There's gonna be a divergence point. One is gonna rise and one is gonna be four legs up in the parking lot, you know, at the end of the year. The person that rises is the person that's got a daily action plan. Uh, those are the people that are really gonna succeed. Uh, and those are real people, by the way. Last year, I had Joseph working for me, exited the business, and I had Luke working for me, who did six figures this first year. So Jeez. it's all in your daily action plan. That's where you can unlock your true success. Okay, so how do you go about building that daily action plan? So that's a good question. So then the people are like, okay, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds that's great. great. That's great and all, but exactly what is that action plan? So for new agents, um, it, you, I always tell new agents, look at your business like you're a doctor. You just got your medical license. And this is the way it's a great, great analogy for our business. You got your medical license. What do you do next? Most of them are going to go to uh, work at a hospital as an intern, right? They're going to start as an intern. And then I work three or four years and they're going to do 80 hours a week, 70, 80 hours a week. They're going to sleep at the hospital sometimes. Mm -hmm. They're not going to get paid a lot of money. They're going to get paid decent money, but not a tremendous amount of money. But the goal of that after three or four years is that what's going to happen is they're going to graduate to owning their own practice. Yeah. And when they own their own practice, what happens is they become referral based. So uh, that means that you never see a heart surgeon knocking on doors, right? That would be weird. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the heart surgeon you're not going to use. I would right? not like, trust that guy. <laughs> oh, well, brain surgeon on my door. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, <laughs> you never see a top accountant, a top attorney. No one's knocking on doors or doing any kind of cold calling, that kind of thing. That is only done for my agents when I'm training them is my goal is to first two to three years, you're going to do everything. You're going to grind. I'm going to teach you how to do FISBOs and expires. I'm going to teach you how to do open houses. I'm going to teach you how to do business to business and builders and investors. I'm going to give you all these different training tools within my coaching platform to really get to a place where you graduate to being 80 to 90% referral based. That's where I want you. But if five years after you enter the business or 10 years after you enter the business, you're still having to call FISBOs and you're still having a door knock, you've, there's a problem. There's a disconnect there. So in the first two to three years, what that daily action plan is going to be, it's going to be uh, very specific in uh, targeting specific, what I call prospecting pillars. And for every agent, it's going to be a little different. So for you, maybe it would be, I'm going to have you calling five FISBOs a day. It might be, I'm going to have you call five expired listings today. It might mean that I'm going to have you do circle marketing. It might mean that I'm going to have you do business to business prospecting or investor prospecting. It's going to be unique to every agent because every agent is different, but we're going to give you specific prospecting pillars, but I can boil it down to a really simple metric that everybody watching this can, can apply in your business and will be the secret to unlocking true success. And I call it the four, one, 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 one. And if you apply this every day, you'll unlock your success. So the four, one, 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 one 
is you're going to commit one hour every single day of uninterrupted prospecting. That means doors closed, no one's interrupting you, you're prospecting in some form or fashion. You know, one of those, those, those prospecting pillars I said, so one on one hour uninterrupted. The goal of that hour is to set one appointment a day. I'm going to set one appointment a day with someone uh, where it's either going to be with a buyer, with a seller, with somebody in my sphere of influence, but I'm setting us uh, an appointment a day and I'm going on one appointment a day. So I set one the day before, but I'm going on one every single day. Mm-hmm. And the last one is I'm going to add one person a day to my sphere of influence. Um, this is the sphere of influence one is actually the most important of all of those, by the yeah. way. And let me tell you what, because I just had a coaching call with a student right before this uh, podcast and we were talking about her, uh, her production and she had closed about, I think it was 24 transactions in 2019, which is great. By the way, only 4% of agents close more than 24 transactions a year. Shockingly. Um, most are closing one to two transactions a year, which is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said, okay, you close 24 transactions, how big's your database? So her database of people that know, like, and trust her is about 200. And so the statistics in the, in the industry is that for every 10 people in your database, you'll average one closed sale. Hmm. So that's assuming you're having contact with them nine to 12 times a year in some form or fashion, right? So that's what we call our sphere of influence in the industry. So actually her 24 transactions coming out of a 200 person database is about right. It's about what you'd expect. Normally you expect 20. It's actually outperforming a little bit. Yeah. So the only path for her to grow her business, the engine under the hood of her business is to grow the size of her engine, which means she has to have three or 400 people in her database at the end of 2020 to get to 30 or 40 transactions closed. Yeah. But here's the beauty of it for a brand new agent. You have a new agent that's starting cold. Let's just say in your audience right now, move to a new city. They've never met a single soul in the city. They've been dropped from somewhere else. They landed in the city. They know no one. Over the next 12 months, they can have 22 transactions as they follow this. 22 transactions, your first year will be almost in the top 4% of agents nationwide if you simply add one person a day to your sphere of influence. And here's why. Because there's 220 working days in a year. 220 working days. Adding one a day, that means I'll have 220 people in my database by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Okay. And by the averages, 10 to 1 ratio for every 10 people in my database, I'll average one closed sale as long as, as long as I'm talking to them 9, 12 times out of the year. Yeah. That's, that's a simple metric for everyone that can apply. Just adding one person a day. Super, super important. After the break, Jim talks about what a new agent should be spending their time on. Are you fed up with your dry real estate classroom? You thought that learning in person would be the best way to complete your continuing education, but the teacher is so boring and the textbooks are heavy, and the traffic seems to be bad all times of day in every direction. Dear listener, I'm here to tell you there's another way. The CE Shop has what you need available online where you can learn from the comfort of your own home. Ditch the traffic and save 25% at theceshop.com with promo code SHOPTALK. So how do you add one person to your sphere of influence? Because typically, <laughs> typically, you know, sphere of influence would be like, close friends, family members, people who have known you a long time? So great question. Here, here's a statistic that blows people away. The average American has 27 conversations a day. Just the average American. Now, as a salesperson, we should have a lot more than that, right? Yeah. But uh, let's assume you're only having 27 conversations a day. <laughs> it's just about just the averages. Uh, within, you know, four or five of those conversations, I should be able to insert in the conversation. Uh, so if I'm talking to you, I say, Jonathan, 
man, can I add you to a group of people that I'm uh, sending some regular real estate information out? It's just going to give you some ideas on what's happening in the market, some DIY ideas, some cool houses I see when I'm out touring houses. Can I add you to this group? You're going to say, no, forget it. You can't do that. <laughs> now you're going to say, yes, of course, you can have me to list. Once I've gotten your permission, now you're in my database. Yeah. And that's just a simple example. Another one would be, I love the dream search idea. So I'll say, Jonathan, uh, I know you're not in the market to buy a house, but tell me, I'm in real estate, so I'm always curious. If you could live anywhere in any house, tell me what it looks like. So let's role play this. You can answer the question. Okay, my dream house? Dream house, yeah. Sure. Um, now stop right there. I'm going to tell you something <laughs> when I do this. So what happened is you stop and you look up and to the left. Yeah. Uh, and why did you do that? Because you're accessing an aspirational part of your brain. Yeah. You're thinking, what is my real dream? And you go to a whole different space as a person. And when you, when you, whatever you say, the, the next words out of your mouth are going to be what your aspirational goals are. So I would say, that sounds amazing. That sounds so <laughs> amazing. So here's what I do for my friends. If you're interested, and I think it's super fun because I'm in real estate, I think it's always fun. Yeah. Is I'll set you up on a dream search. It'll come to you once a month and you'll just see all these houses that meet exactly the criteria you're talking about. I know you're not going to be able to buy it today, but at some point, if you're ready to do some real estate business, I'd love to be someone you choose. Can I do that for you? Everybody says yes. Because it's fun. It's aspirational. Hmm. You see the power of that? I so, like that a lot. Yeah, because it's, 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 it's activating that side that everyone has of like, right. what, how cool of a house could I have if money weren't uh, an issue? Weren't an object, you know? Right? Yeah. It's, it's really a fun just exercise to get conversations started, right? And, you know, when we're in the field, we have to open ourselves up to take a little bit of risk. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, risk just means that we're, ha we're, we're bold enough within four or five of our 27 conversations that we're having that we're going to bring this up and we're going to capture somebody's information. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it doesn't take a lot. It's really can be uh, just that simple, you know, just having those conversations. Mm -hmm. um, and another way to do this is with uh, business people, entrepreneurs, uh, salespeople, is if you were in another ancillary business, let's say you were a carpet layer or you were a plumber or you're an electrician. This would be something that, especially as new agents, I can have this conversation. I can say, hey, I just got in real estate business. Jonathan, I know you're an electrician. Uh, I want to just create a little group of people I can send my buyers and sellers to if they need help with, you know, electrician services. I want to have a specialized little group that I'm referring people to. Would, are you looking for more business in 2020? And you're going to say, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's get together and let's have coffee. I'll get some of your cards. And then, uh, you know, if you hear anybody thinking about doing some real estate business, of course, I'd love, you know, your business as well. But now I've, I've added you to my sphere. I want to, I want to, and that's just one example of many that I can do to build my sphere of influence out. Super easy. Of course, there's going to be other opportunities because as a part of my prospecting pillars with FISBOs and expires and open houses, I'm going to be meeting people and all those people I'm meeting every day are going to my sphere. Always. Mm -hmm. What happens is when you're, when I train people that are in the business 10, 15, 20 years, every single one of them, every single one says, Jim, if I had only met you, you know, day one, yep. <laughs> if I had only been coached by you day one, I would have, 5,000 people in my sphere of influence and my business would be just over the top. Yeah. So you, all your listeners right now have such a beautiful opportunity to train themselves from day one to really build the business the right way, which is building it based on this goal of building out your sphere of influence. Hmm. Super important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so your team right now is 160 ish active brokers. Yep. Yes. Yep. How do you manage a team that large? Uh, well, we have a lot of support. We've got 18 full-time staff people that uh, support the team. 
Uh, and these are individual agents and we have we have teams within our office too. So we've got large teams in the office as well. Um, we also have uh, four supervising brokers. So I look at it as a per capita basis, like, um, you know, it's like a, a student to teacher ratio almost. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we look at it as like, how many support people per agent do we need in the office? And that's how I, that's how we manage it. Um, but I will say that what we've done over the years, we went from a hundred million dollars 10 years ago to a billion dollars today. Uh, so 10 X the volume, uh, and, and people say, have you grown your staff by 10 times? And the answer is no, we haven't. Mm. Uh, what we've done is we've gotten a lot more efficient Yeah. Uh, and we've got such great systems now. And as, a, as new agents that are watching this, um, I, I really encourage you to operate based on systems because what happens with agents is you get really, uh, and a, most agents approach their business and they wing every day. They're kind of grabbing the tiger by the tail. They're kind of a fireman, firewoman, and they're just putting out fires every, every day. And they really have no idea what they're doing every day. They just mm -hmm. come to work and they're like, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm just going to show up. Uh, and I'm just going to hope and pray something happens. Maybe <laughs> somebody will lay down in front of me and want to do business, which never happens, by the way. And I always ask agents this litmus test. I say, tell me, do you know where your next buyer or seller is going to come from? This is a great question for every agent to ask themselves. Do you know where your next buyer or seller is going to come from? If they cannot answer that question, if they say, no, I really don't, I have no idea, then that is a red flag that they are a market-based agent. They're just hoping the market will deliver someone. Yeah. And when the market goes down, their business goes down. Market goes up, their business goes up, right? High tide floats all boats. That's a terrible way to run your business. No strategy is a strategy. And that is what most agent strategy is. I'm just hoping for the best. Yeah. An agent that has the answer to that, that can say, yes, I know where my next buyer or seller is coming from, is a strategy-based agent. That means they're granular and they know exactly what their, what their plan of action is every single day. Uh, so here's a rule of thumb for your agents is, uh, which is a metric that we study at our office, which is for every 30 conversations you have as an agent, doesn't matter if you're new or experienced, for every 30 conversations you have, you'll average one closed sale. So let me give you an example of the power of that. Let's say as one of your brand new agents that are graduating, taking your courses, they go to real estate school and they get their test, they go park their license somewhere and they say, you know what, I wanna be in the top 4%. I wanna close 20 plus transactions next year. Uh, how do I do that? Just this one metric will get them there. 20 transactions times 30 conversations, right? 20 times 30 mm -hmm. equals 600 conversations over the course of a year. I say, Jim, oh my gosh, 600 conversations. That's a mind-blowing amount. I can never do that. Yeah, you can. So here's how you do it. You take 600 and divide it by 220. 220 is our number of working days in the year. That is about, what, three conversations a day that mm -hmm. you're having to get to 20 closed transactions. And when I say that, people are like, that's not true. It is absolutely true. The difference between agents who get to the end result are the ones that have consistency and systems that actually do the work and measure their performance. And that's where that's where you unlock it, right? If you're not actually doing the consistent work, that's where you're gonna have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So an, another uh, way to look at this, I, I, I use the Seinfeld analogy. So uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of anybody that can get up and do something like comedy or play at a high level, you know, athletics, I think is very interesting. So I'm always watching these guys. But when uh, what Seinfeld said about his success is that he set a goal for himself to write a joke every single day. That was his m mission in life. I'm going to write a joke every day, whether I want to or not, whether I'm sick or not, whether I'm busy or not, I'm going to spend you know, time, I'm going to write a joke every day. And what he did was he would create streaks. And so he'd have a calendar above his desk. And every day that he did it, he would put a red X 
on that calendar said, I did it. I wrote a joke, I wrote a joke, I wrote a joke every day. And what his goal was is to not have a break in the chain, no breaks in the chain. So the longer you go without a break in the chain, the longer the streak and the longer the streak, the more likely he would be to create success and create some real winners in that, in those, those jokes that he's writing. Same thing is true of us. When we establish our daily pattern and our daily strategy, you could do the same thing. You could have your calendar above your desk and put a red X when you've done the work. You've called your five people. You called your physical. You called your expired. You added one person to your sphere of influence. You've done the work. You cross it out. You say, let's see how long a streak I can get to. Uh, that is how you unlock massive success. I've taken a lot of agents from zero to six figures in their first year. That's always how they get there is through the consistency of work. I like that. Turning it into a numbers game. Because, right. I mean, if you... It is it's, well, it's kind of the, uh, the, uh, Max, uh, Malcolm Gladwell, the thousand hour or 10,000 hours. 10, spent. Hours, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's sort of a similar concept, but right. what would you say to somebody getting too, um, analytical about their success or lack of success early on? I mean, at what point should you just head down and, and do it? Here, yeah, here's, and that's a great question. So what happens with uh, a lot of agents is they cut, they get caught up in outcome thought. In other words, their outcome thought is like, I got to close two transactions. I got to close one transaction. Yeah. You have to let go of that and you have to focus on the work. The work will produce an outcome. So, you know, making your calls, doing your, building a sphere of influence, doing the work, having conversations every day will produce an outcome. So when I'm, my, my coaching platform is called The Path. And what I tell agents is when you're on the path, you have to trust me as your coach. And as your coach, I've coached thousands of agents thousands and thousands of agents and you don't have to worry about outcome. I'm worrying about that for you. Yeah. So I've already figured this out. Like this system works. It's not like a question mark. There's no like ifs in the equation here. If you do this, you'll get that. So let go of that. Stop thinking about it. Cause when you're focused on that, you, you often stop doing the work. And mm -hmm. I think that is really, really the importance of it is every single day just being consistent with it. Uh, but people often say to me, okay, Jim, it all sounds great, but give me granular, tactical advice. Like, give me something I can do today, yeah. <laughs> right now. Yeah. Um, so I can give you a couple of ideas that agents can actually apply in their market. I'll give you, a, how about for sale by owners? We'll give you a, a tactical uh, technique with for sale by owners that maybe a lot of agents aren't using. So what happens with uh, a lot of agents, especially new agents, is they get very buyer side focused. So buyer side focus means you just naturally gravitate towards buyers rather than listings. So I use a system called narrow casting, uh, with, especially with new agents, narrow casting super effective. So every new agent is going to show property. You're, everybody shows property. It just happens. Like you're going to show houses, right? So what I say to new agents and experienced agents that are needing some push is I'll say, let's apply narrow casting. Here's what narrow casting means. You go out and show a house today. You circle back after you're done showing the house in a neighborhood and you knock on five to 10 doors on either side of that house, and you simply say this. You say, hey, I just showed your neighbor's house this morning, and my buyers love the neighborhood, but they didn't quite love the house. Um, but they asked me to come back and just talk to some of the neighbors, and I just have a crazy question for you. Would you guys consider selling this house for the right price? Would you ever consider selling the house if the right price, if the, if the price fits you? That alone, because what's, what you're doing is something completely different than geo farming or circle farming. You're doing something that's highly specific. There's a sense of urgency because you have a real buyer that you just showed this house to. And if they call you on it and, and they go talk to the neighbor, the neighbor will say, yeah, he didn't come by my house. Here's a card. He was here. Right. Uh, so it's real. It's authentic. It's timely. 
uh, and it unlocks a lot of conversations. So mm-hmm. uh, that, if you think about an agent that is showing just four houses a week, like you just showed, and it could be all in the same day. You know, you show four houses usually when you're yeah. working with a buyer, maybe eight houses. You think about that, four houses a week is 40 houses you could be talking to on either side. It's 40 opportunities right there to have real authentic conversation. That alone, if you just did that as a new agent for the first year, you will far surpass all your competitors in your market, I guarantee it. Just that alone. But let's assume that you go, Jim, I want more. I got to have more. That's not enough. I get it. I'm going to give you a thousand ideas. That's one. Uh, Here's another idea. You do the same thing with the people. You come back, you circle back into that neighborhood of the home you've shown. But this time, I search for for sale by owners in that market, in that neighborhood. And I call the for sale by owner and I say, listen, I just showed your neighbor's house over on 123 Johnson. You're two blocks away. My buyers love the neighborhood. They didn't love the house. So I did some deep research. I see you have your house on the market. Um, first thing I want to tell you is I'm not calling to list the house. And I respect your decision to sell on your own. That'll take their defenses down. They'll mm-hmm. be like, oh, okay. I can talk to you. It's okay. I'm, I'm in a safe place. Yeah. And you say, but a uh, quick question. Are you allowing realtors to show the house? Could I come by and show the house? If my buyer wouldn't be willing to come back and circle and see it. They say, yes. The most powerful interaction you can have with a for sale by owner is showing their house. If I leave with showing their house, it's going to completely unlock the relationship. So now I, hopefully I bring my buyer back. I show the house, even if it's not right. Mm-hmm. Now I started a relationship and I'll say, you know, the house, your house you know, was great, but it wasn't quite right. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever considered working with a realtor? Uh, and you know, if, how long are you going to go before you decide to work with a realtor? You can just start the conversation. We've got actually at eight um, courses that deal specifically for sell owners in our coaching platform, but I could do the same thing with expired listings. I circle back with expireds, but I don't go just after recent expireds. I go deep. I might go two years deep. And the way I go two years deep is I just do a search on my MLS. I do a polygon search. I go two years deep, make sure the house isn't back on the market. I call the expired listing and I say, hey, just showed your house, uh, just showed a house in your neighborhood, 123 Johnson. I did some deep research this morning. I see you had your house on the market a year and a half ago. I know this is a crazy question, but would you consider selling for the right price at this point? Because I know you're selling at one point. They say, yes, great. I'd love to come by and talk to you about it. Can I come by and preview your house? Can I start the conversation? Mm-hmm. So those, those are some tactical, you know, some things that you can think about, you know, doing that other agents probably are not doing in your market right now. Yeah, it's just about starting that conversation. Start a conversation. And being really authentic and being genuine, being real. Don't be too scripted. You need to have scripts so you know what to say. Yeah. But you want to move off the script as soon as you can. Mm-hmm. You, want to, you want to, you know, get there. But then you want to be like real and, and personable and be just a human being with people. Yeah. And people will appreciate that really rapidly. And the biggest fear point for new agents is they don't know how to start the conversation. And that's why scripting can help in the beginning. But then you want to put it in your own voice. You want to make it just be who you are as a person. Makes sense. Yeah, for sure. So you're also the author of the accredited luxury home specialist designation. I am. Yes. The ALHS. ALHS uh, can, you talk, yes. can you talk about what that is? Uh, good. Yeah. Great question. Um, about, I think it was 2004, I went to a meeting of 600 top educators in the country and they said, what's the missing component in education at that point? And uh, they said, you know, we need more on the luxury home front because we have a lot of people in our markets that want to go into luxury, especially newer agents that really aspire to do more affluent housing with buyers yeah. and sellers, but they don't know what to do or how to do it. And so I wrote that, I was, I was charged with writing that program. So we wrote the accredited luxury home specialist designation program. And uh, so it's taught live across the country, but you can also take it online. Um, so 
you know, that's available online for people to take. And it's basically, if you, if you take the live course, it's two days. I think you can get through it probably in eight, 10 hours online. Uh, once you've gone through that designation, we teach you how to, to target affluent buyers and sellers. To earn the designation, there's an educational component and an experiential component. So the educational is you got to take the course. You got to get an 80%, you know, on your exam. Mm -hmm. Once you've gotten that out of the way, then you need to close two transactions with a buyer or seller uh, that uh, are two times the average sales price in your market. Once you've done that, then you get to use the designation, the LHS designation. And people say, well, Jim, if I'm a new agent, I mean, how do I do that? The way you do it is you learn <laughs> by going through the course <laughs> and we teach you how to do it. And then you go out and apply that material to the market and then bingo, it'll happen for you. So uh, we're very proud of it. Um, we've had about 6,000 people attend this course and get their designation in uh, North America and Canada and the United States. Wow. Yeah. And what do you think is the importance of having designations? Uh, you know, the importance of designations, it's not the letters behind the name. So... You know, I have, I taught designations for NAR for uh, 10 years. I taught the ABR designation, SERS designation. Uh, I did the assistant designation. I've done a lot of designation work. Um, so I always taught in my classes that it's not the letters behind the name. You know, it, people don't know what those things mean, number one. It's right. meaningless to, an, to a client. It's really about the education that you're getting in the classes and how you're applying that material uh, in the field. And so here's where... Here's where it really counts. And I always tell agents this, that confidence uh, breeds confidence. And when mm -hmm. buyers and sellers feel your confidence at, at a high level, they're much more apt to do business with you. And so people will say, well, how do you have confidence? I'm a new agent. I, I feel I don't have confidence. How do I get confidence? Confidence is born from competence. Competence comes from education and skill building. So once you start to develop skills and have good education and you have like a solid foundation, your competence gets better. So your confidence gets better. Mm -hmm. Right. And so they're hand in hand. Um, so I always say when you're not confident, go back and build some competence or skill building and training. Right. That's where it's going to come from. It's not going to come from anywhere else. You've got to get out there and get some training. Definitely. All right. Well, I feel like we could talk for another hour or so, but, uh, <laughs> so the, the, uh, then my next question is one I ask of all of my guests. It's if you could go back to the beginning of your career, what is one thing you would do differently? Oh, look at that. Uh, that's a great guy. I'm accessing my brain now. Uh, <laughs> um, I would go back and I would start, I'm, I would do what I'm preaching now, which is what I had to learn over time, mm -hmm. which is I would have built my sphere of influence much more effectively. Um, just to kind of go back in time, I started using CRM probably two or three years after I entered the business. And I, I'm encouraging all my students, everybody I coach is you got to use CRM from day one. CRM meaning, meaning client relationship management software or um, in most you're joining a franchise. Most franchises have it. You can buy it from top producer, Lions Desk. There's a million different systems out there that you can get CRM inexpensively. Referral builder, there's a ton of them. Um, so I would use that day one. And I, if I was going back in time, that's what I would do. Uh, I have to, just as a side note, I'm so old that when I started using Top Producer two or three years after I got in the business, it was a DOS program, number one. <laughs> and it was on these floppy disks. And you would do all your work on this computer today. 
And then you would have to put all your floppy disks then, like 10 of them every day, save them on these floppy disks, and then move that to your assistant's computer, and she would have to load it up. It's a terrible situation. <laughs> you can't even imagine how bad it was. Uh, but you're so lucky today that everything is cloud-based and yeah. so easy to use everything. And you can have apps on your phone and be in the field and make notes. I mean, the, the technology is so incredible today to really power your business that there's really no excuse not to be using it. There are a lot of cool tools recently too that bring together, uh, you know, your CRM with your calendar and your contacts. Yeah, for sure. Just bring it all into one world. It's really oh, neat. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. All right, Jim. So if somebody wants to learn more about you, uh, about your coaching, where would they go? Uh, so I'll tell you uh, just a quick commercial on our coaching. It's it's uh, we're at eRealEstateCoach.com. We have a coaching platform over there called The Path. And it's super affordable for new agents. It's really designed for all agents to take, but it's one of the most affordable in the country. Uh, so I call it the Netflix of coaching. So it's hundreds of videos with me coaching one-on-one, um, -on -one, just like we're doing here. But as you're learning about, you know, all the aspects of, of the real estate business, we have downloads that you can download. Uh, so if I'm giving you a script, a drip system, I'm giving you a technique, an objection handler, a form, a letter, whatever, and you hear me talk about it, you can actually download it in real time and pull it into your system, modify it, customize it, put your brand on it, and get it out the same day. So it's all like plug and play, so to speak. Um, and so tons and tons of material there. We also pair that with live coaching every Monday for my students. We do that on a, a closed Facebook group. So not only do people get the kind of Netflix, they get the live coaching every Monday as well. And then we've got a bunch of tools built in, sphere of influence tools that are included. We call it our five by five. Uh, so everybody gets 14 days free when they join the system to just try it and see if it works for them. Uh, but we don't accept everybody. So it's, it's a system that we want to make sure that you're the right fit as an, mm -hmm. as an agent coming in, that you're going to really be committed and that we feel like it's a good match. So we do a discovery call with everybody that's interested in it. So if students go over there to eRoll State Coach and they click the path. They'll see it's a 15 minute call with me to make sure it's the right fit. By the way, unlike most coaches in the country, it's actually me you're dealing with. You're not dealing with a hundred other coaches. It's actually me working with you directly. We also do one-on-one -on -one coaching, uh, which is really a very select group of agents that I work with across the country if people want to go to that level as well. Uh, so that's, that's how we work. And uh, you can also catch us. I'd love to have uh, your audience members catch us at Facebook at eRoll Estate Coach and also on Instagram at eRoll Estate Coach as well. Okay. Awesome. And I'll include links to all of those in the show notes. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for being on Jim. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the talk, you can subscribe to us or leave a review on your podcast player of choice. Join us next time for an in-depth discussion of women in real estate. Shop Talk is a production of The CE Shop.